What's going on, Hauntomaniacs? It's me, The Hulkster. And today, we're going to be talking about one of my favorite subjects, and that is wrestling. Uh, thank you, Terry. Uh, great to have you here. A uh, longtime fan. I really appreciate you being here. Hell yeah, brother. Uh, yeah, hell, hell yeah, brother. Um, so uh, I think we can take it from here, guys. Uh, really, again, thank you for coming in. Kane is here with us as well. Would you like to say a couple? He's shaking his head. No. Okay. Uh, so that being said, welcome back to the Huntsville Cryptcast. I'm Doza. I'm Anna. And I'm Grim. And today, that bit aside, we're going to be talking about a little bit of wrestling and a little bit of horror. And I wanted to start this off because I feel the two sort of like the communities between wrestling and horror sort of go hand in hand. The fan base has tons of overlap. And even just within our little podcast, it's something that we always talked about outside of doing the show. And it has bled in a little bit. And we figured it'd be a fun episode to talk about. But what makes you guys think that you have the right to come into this room and say, we can do this episode? I'm afraid that I don't know enough, but when I talk to you guys about wrestling and I see the passion behind your eyes and the way that we have our conversations about this, I figured that this would be a real fun one. So like what, where did you guys start with the wrestling? I know the horror started at a young age. Wrestling also started at a young age with me. Um, my grandfather used to call it wrestling and he would watch it every <laughs> single Where are week. you from? <laughs> I'm from here, and he's an Italian from Brooklyn. But that's <laughs> what he used to call it when he was alive. So uh, we, you know, he introduced me to wrestling when I was a kid, and I ended up loving it. And I grew up in the '90s, so I grew up in arguably the best time of wrestling ever, which was the Attitude Era. And uh, as I got older, and you know, he unfortunately had to live in a home before he passed away. I would still go there every Monday when Raw was a thing and we would watch Monday Night Raw together. And like it's something that we bonded over my whole life. And um, yeah, I, I, I can't remember a single year of my life that I did not watch wrestling. That's how young I was when I started. I got a little sad in there for a while, <laughs> but <laughs> I, that that is so so beautiful i went like the the trash rat version of of getting into wrestling like it was always like i was hanging out with like buddies that are like yo i got i got this fucking videotape and, like it's the same kind of people that were like i got this crazy movie my older brother has this movie we gotta watch it it'll fuck you up and it's just like i don't know whatever like a crappy like b horror movie would have been like in the 90s that we would watch and be like oh it yeah, we have the same guy sells all these wrestling tapes. He got the, all these this uncut shit that the stuff that they don't show on the pay per view. Or like, um, I remember watching like uh, matches with fucking thumbtacks and stuff, like all like the blood stuff that I wasn't able to watch at my home because it was like not made for my young eyes. I was way too little to be watching that stuff, I guess. And the I don't know the the overlap there is just like. It's always been intertwined in my life. And from then on, I was obsessed with both things. I wanted to chase that feeling of like, oh, I'm doing something that is bad. But then also like, hey, I actually really genuinely enjoy this. And I've just been chasing that ever since. Yeah, I mean, similar to you guys, I've been watching it since I was, I, I don't even remember how old I was. Um, and like I mentioned on our Gateway to Horror episode, me and my brothers would stay up and watch wrestling and then watch like... Uh, Headbangers Ball and Beavis and Butthead and Ren Stimpy. That was like our lineup. And then we were allowed to go to bed. Uh, <laughs> in front of my bunghole. 
Although, no, we were allowed to go to bed. We were, we went to bed. Yeah. Agreed to go to bed after that. We were allowed Um, to go to bed. (laughs) You were allowed to go to bed before it's time. I was allowed to go to bed. Adam, wake up! (laughs) Mama, please. No more. But I was kind of like the the kid exception because I, my parents kind of didn't monitor what I was watching as a kid because it was impossible with my brothers. Um, They were, my oldest brother was six years older than me. So obviously anything he watched, I would watch as well. And my parents really couldn't stop us from all watching the same thing. But yeah, we used to watch wrestling every single night. And I was kind of thinking about it today before we were doing this episode. And it's kind of like wrestling is the horror that you're allowed to watch as a kid before you're allowed to watch horror. Because especially now with like WWE being so family friendly and it, it definitely wasn't when I was a kid. Rated R superstar. But now <laughs> my favorite. Um but nowadays it's kind of all the horror characters that are on WWE are an introduction to horror for little kids before they're allowed to watch horror movies. And I think for our generation of wrestling, it was very much both things were horror to watch. Um, A lot of Attitude Era, which we all grew up in, is complete shock value for entertainment, which is exactly what horror is. So it it coincides completely. It's sort of like a form of exploitation. Yeah. And uh, the point that like where we were watching horror, where we like our minds were still mush at that point, like we're not making real we don't have our full brain yet. So I'm sure there's a part of that in each of us. That's like, this is real. Like we're watching wrestling and it's like, that's really happening out there. Like, and of course, like they are, you know, they're athletes, they're putting their bodies through all this and that's real. But then also watching horror movies at the same time and not being able to fully separate the, the two of like, cause like I used to have fucking nightmares. Cause I'm like, I thought raw head Rex was going to come out of the TV and rip my head off and stuff. <laughs> cause he was real in my brain. I'm like, Oh my God, Kane went to fucking, he, he's from hell and his bro, his real blood brother <laughs> <laughs> is the undertaker. And like now in my adult years, I, I know this not to be true and that harms me a little bit. And so like, that's why like I can watch horror movies now and like not, I I don't get as scared as I used to be because it's like, oh, it's at the end of the day, it's just a fucking movie. Yeah. But could you think about the production value of just just those two characters for a second? They were Undertaker and Kane like they they were the definition of our wrestling, I guess, in horror, as you will. Um, The build up to Kane's entrance, because the Undertaker was this unfathomable, unbeatable, dead thing wasn't even a man it was just he was dead apart from when he did the motorcycle era right. well yeah before yeah well we, <laughs> we, don't, don't, we, don't, talk about we don't talk about that one that doesn't exist. no i loved it <laughs> american badass oh god so cringy um, but just and then all of a sudden kane walks it's kane it's his brother oh! i still remember jr screaming at the top of his lungs but i do want to give credit to paul bearer for being pretty much the horror between both of them though. of course like i feel like he was so much their more father important. yeah <laughs> was he meant to be their father no 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 no, 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 no he was the holder that. of the urn yeah <laughs> he was the, the but the, i mean even outside of that do you remember so let me ask let, let me ask what's the first horror character you can think of that you saw in the WWE or wrestling in general. It, it, Taker was there first it, it, instantly. Cause like, I remember uh, like one of those uh, videotapes he was in. Um, 
I don't some sort of event. And he was like, oh, I got this event. You got to see this fucking guy. And I was like, I'm eight years old. I'll watch anything <laughs> you want me to. You're 14. You shouldn't have been talking to me right now. Um, and ding, yep. The bell. Dude, I'm right in from that moment. I like, oh, I just got like in real life just now got goosebumps again. Like I it I went fucking stone cold. Not no oh, hang on. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like I I remember like the back of my neck sweating and yeah. I was like because he he sells it so well because he comes out there with no emotion on his face and the way he can like just shift into that character and roll his eyes into the back of his head. Well, yeah, something I didn't find out that I can do until I was like 18. So that he, he used to scare the shit out of me. Um, And I don't know, his his stage presence was was terrifying. He's also huge compared to, you know, some of the other wrestlers at the time. And he was just this sort of like imposing lumbering figure, which is probably why like my favorite horror movie character like is Jason Voorhees, just like a big zombie yeah. guy, big brute. Big. Oh, so I can't roll my eyes into the back of my head. I watched you do I it. Can. I, I seen cannot. you do it. What's I- up? <laughs> <laughs> Anna, who was yours? Um, probably probably Taker as well. My dad used to get us to go to bed after wrestling by saying he was the Overtaker and chasing <laughs> us up the stairs. Um, so that that's always been a bit in my family. Um, Boy, I'm gonna get you up the Overtaker. <laughs> but also, like the Undertaker was very comforting to me as a kid because what the fuck? Uh, well, <laughs> I remember I was a, I had oh, a very a strange freak. childhood yeah. when it came to to like media consumption um because one of my favorite board games was a game called atmosphere which i think has a different I game have that. yeah it's it was my favorite game oh. as a kid we used to play it all the time but like the the scary guy uh, the gatekeeper in um in atmosphere was so similar and the music like the eerie music in yes. the background when you're watching the vhs and the board game um was completely similar so i latched on to undertaker because to me that was like comfort and and wrestling in general is very comforting to me because it's nostalgia and it's clear that i'm obsessed with nostalgia which is why i don't talk about modern horror movies as much because it's not my childhood um but yeah i think undertaker was probably the first that i remember i think the first that actually like scared me a little bit was doink <laughs> And I don't clown. even know if he like counts as a horror. He does. Wrestler, he does. But, like, absolutely. He, yeah, he, he absolutely was terrifying. Does. He was terrifying. Um, he was meant to be jarring. Yeah, and I'm not even scared of clowns. And uh, he just he just freaked me out. There was like during his uh, he did this entrance uh, to one of the WrestleManias at Caesar's Palace. I can't remember which WrestleMania it was. He was fighting Crush. Jesus Christ. Um, and. He like did his little doink bit and blah, blah, blah. and then like you know how his intro goes like it does the circus music and it's all happy and then it kind of just fades out as he gets closer to the ring. Yeah. And I remember him just looking down at this camera that was like angled up from the floor and he just went like straight like Pennywise dead face clown to the camera for a second and it freaked me out so much as a kid. Cuz he's like one moment away from crawling out into your fucking living room. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's true. But also like I don't know. I remember the first one I found funny was Gangrel. The Brood. Because, oh my the God, brood. I love The Brood With apart the blood? from Gangrel. Oh <laughs> like, my God. I always found him really funny. Um, and I kind of loved the whole, the, the Brood's the whole kind of Lost Boys approach. But you could tell that they were playing on it. And that's the thing I liked a lot of wrestlers who built their characters based on nods to specific horror movies. So The Brood 
we're obviously like a, for anyone who doesn't watch wrestling and is listening to this episode i'm sorry the brood are basically like a vampire and i guess like his two buddies well, like <laughs> his two little like lackeys i'm a vampire um, and we're his friends <laughs> great which is the dynamic um, of our podcast i think <laughs> pretty much um but like the it was just such a spectacle when they came out but they were also like super the way they dressed was super like lost boys and you could tell that that was what they were going for i mean edge was the only one who kind of pulled it off out of the three of them um but yeah i just love the the fact that it was kind of that's why they didn't last that long it was less than a year yeah which is insane because I feel like they made such an impact on me that they were like they there did, the they whole made an of impact. my childhood. Yeah, it was. They did a lot in a very short yeah. period We're still of fucking time. talking about them. Yeah. yeah, that's true. But it lasted less than a year. And then after, because Christian and Edge left and then Matt and Jeff Hardy were going to join for one split second, the brood. And then they were like, no, let's just scrap this all together. Guy drinking blood on TV. Probably not that great of an idea. And um, they just pit. Edge and Christian against Matt and Jeff, and that was kind of the end of Gangrel. <laughs> yeah, and they started doing local shows in Croydon in England. If anyone knows where that is, it's not great. You guys um, remember, obviously, the Boogeyman. Oh yeah, Mister mm, Eat Worms. Mm-hmm. Real lot. Can I tell you that that was scarier to me than anything else? Yeah, like, really? he's I doing just, worms. He's, I'm like, oh, but what if he misses one and it starts crawling around his body? So I, I used to <laughs> I have in, a worm on, on the, the whatever, inside, man. though. <laughs> <laughs> I actually used to cry because I didn't like him hurting the worms. Yeah, <laughs> Like, when him and Jake the Snake came out, I was always like, those are the evil people because they, <laughs> they, they don't treat their animals well. And I was like, oh, cute worms. What is he doing to them? And he ate them. Remember Viscera? Oh my god! No. I completely forgot you about don't Viscera. Viscera? Uh, he uh, rest his soul. Uh, he's since passed away. Yeah, but um, he was oh, he was just this big, big man, mm-hmm. and I he had, loved the, him. The white, he, he had the he had white, the white contacts, yeah, right? he had the yeah. white contacts. White, he had like a, I think it was like a white mohawk, if I'm not mistaken. Wasn't um, it like shaved down in the middle? Yes, yeah, yeah. I but remember. he was just this big, like evil guy what company it was wwe yeah yeah and i think he might have come from wcw though i don't quote me on that that's i i I just missed it wrong his his gimmick was that he was he played a couple of characters yeah he was big um i love a big he was just kind of like a big golf guy Oh, he was part of the Ministry of Darkness. Oh, oh shit! It was. He okay. was part of the Ministry of Darkness. Yeah, he had the white out lenses. He had the bleached hair. Are you looking at him? I am. Turn your phone towards <laughs> yeah. me. He almost had oh, like the fang okay. teeth. I, so, if at any point you had said he's the black guy, I would have got <laughs> it. <laughs> and, I'm, and I'm sorry for that. That's that's on me. <laughs> Between the eyes, the Mohawk, and just his stature, yeah, he was just scary. Like yeah. this, he, there, he was just like, "Here's the scary guy," and he was, and yeah, he was part of the Ministry of Darkness. I forgot about them for a minute. Yeah, I truly no memory of it until this moment. Mm-hmm. So hell yeah, because like you know when you're when you're that age and you're absorbing all this stuff, like there are movies that I have seen that I don't remember anything of because I was watching them like in such capacity that they all sort of like blend together. I could I still can't differentiate between a ton of them. And like same thing with wrestlers and wrestling because people would switch characters constantly. And I'm like, what even is any of this? And like, that's why like I always love like an underdog or like 
a real shitter that they bring up for like a one-off gimmick that doesn't go very long. No, please go ahead. No, I was just... You charged up. <laughs> I just wanted to go back to the Ministry of Darkness for a second because I just want to involve horror while we're talking about it. And, you know, because we're just talking about wrestling. It's That's what the whole thing is. <laughs> Grim is like, I wanted to do the podcast about what we want to do the podcast about. <laughs> but uh, they, I think, encompass everything that was horror movie if you think about it because they had everybody they had gangrel for a little bit they had the vampires they had farouk they had viscera they had kane they had well he was big and scary it's pretty horrifying (laughs) but he was one of the if you okay so think about it like this undertaker being if we made him the devil (laughs) (laughs) this is your (laughs) (laughs) undertaker being who undertake (laughs) take Okay, okay. So he takes. Big scary man, not so scary. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I just picture now Undertaker coming out in a little diaper. Okay. Anyway, Undertaker being who Undertaker is, I feel like Farouk and um, John. (laughs) Fuck is John? Hernandez. No. (laughs) Um, John. Leonidas? Farouk's tag partner. Oh boy. Farouk had a tag partner? Yeah. Jeez, why don't I remember yeah, any they were of this? the um Brother, it's fucking Bradshaw, and John is his real person name. <laughs> what? The so you hell? can't be like, oh, it's his tag team partner. Wait, uh, no, Thomas. Because, because because when he got older, then it was John Bradshaw. It was John yeah, Bradshaw. Okay. Yes. No, I, get it. I, I know him as Bradshaw. Like yeah, yeah, I, I stopped him. watching for a little while. But like if you think about it, Undertaker, Undertaker, and then Farouk and Bradshaw were like his <laughs> demons. John, fuck off. They you know, they yes. did whatever he said and they were doing rituals they were doing do you remember when they sacrificed people yeah what, it, wait who was who on was the it? cross like, <laughs> they shouldn't have should oh, been doing yeah. that but it kind of ruled yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah yeah but Kane then went into the morgue when Triple H's girlfriend died yeah and then they showed him going to molest her and then cut the camera it was a weird time it, in the it 90s was very, also, who's, who was it that kicked a baby they kicked like a fake baby. Like someone was like, "Oh, I just had a baby." Blah. That seems like, like a cane. One bit. of one of the 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 wrestling couples like had a baby, and then oh, someone came out zombie? holding like the baby and was like, <laughs> "Here's your baby," and kicked it across the ring. Oh my god, who was it? Look, at the end of the day, not really matter who did it. It was kind of shitty. But yeah. <laughs> that's real horror to your real TV. Exactly, it was real horror. Um, and. <laughs> Funnily enough, well, one of the things that stands out for me, like, not really, like, horror-related, but just wrestling-wise as a kid, was um, WrestleMania 12, the Roddy Piper and Dusty Rhodes. Oh, wait, no. Dustin Rhodes. Hang on. <laughs> Gold Dust. Thank you. There is too many Rhodes in wrestling. It's ridiculous. Too much dust. Uh, Gold Dust and Roddy Piper having, like, a street fight on the way to WrestleMania 12. Um, and I feel like they do exactly the same street fight in They Live with Roddy Piper. Um, it, it actually might look... It's, it looks hey, exactly the same. we already know same. the thing. Let's just fucking yeah, do it. Yeah, let's just do this again. <laughs> um, and it just... I don't know. Every time that I see that scene in They Live, it just really reminds me of that match and I can't take it seriously. Are we meant to take that scene seriously? Absolutely not. Okay. Do you know what we're talking about? <laughs> I do. So... That the scene goes on for, I think, the exact length that that promo that they cut of them like having their fake street fight uh-huh. went. And I am, 
Oh man, they, they just superimposed the them into the movie. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're, let's just take this clip right here. They took the footage <laughs> and brought, and brought it in. I would love to put them up side by side and just watch them, <laughs> and we'll we'll come back and put them on the Instagram or something and, and take a looky Lou. That footage has to be somewhere. Oh yeah, but I I you know I guarantee they were just like guys. That was great. Do you guys have anything prepared? Like, <laughs> and they were like, "Hey, we can think of something." <laughs> twelve, twelve, yeah, twelve, yeah. <laughs> and they fucking crushed it. But that, oh man. So I watched They Live like later on in my life after watching wrestling and not knowing that they were in this movie as wrestlers who were also actors. And so like I had like a newfound like profound appreciation for them. I was like, they can't really let them be in this fucking movie. They're so horrible. And Roddy Piper was genuinely so good in They Live. And that was really shocking because his whole persona, well, all wrestlers at that point's personas were just so over the top. You couldn't take them seriously. So when he started seriously acting, I was like, oh, he's actually really good. He was Which great. is very rare for wrestlers. He was a little ridiculous in the movie, though. He was all over the fucking well, place. Well, it was but meant to be ridiculous. Because he was losing his mind. Like, the but world he was, was also fake. great. I believed in so much when he was staring out the window, looking brooding. <laughs> I honestly, if you're a wrestler and you're just sort of staring, that's the concussion talking. Like, there's nothing going it's on true, up there. Yeah. You're just uh, CTE all the way. Yeah. <laughs> wow, what a great actor. No, nah, it's the brain trauma. Dude's just <laughs> off right now. You know, until like they they're they're like uh, Manchurian candidates. Like up until the moment, like their intro music plays, it's just and then they're like. Well, a and then he right out, you know. Vince McMahon holding the controller in the back. Just, I would not be surprised. Yeah, not anymore. But yeah, actually, Vince McMahon was probably the real horror of wrestling. But I'm not going to get into that. Oh boy, that's a whole another episode uh-huh, for a whole yeah. different podcast. That's yeah, right. seriously. Do you know who else was a really good actor who I didn't expect? You're going to say and someone? Every- I'm going to disagree. I'm also going to disagree. <laughs> I don't think so. I was going to say The Rock, guys. I think like, The Rock is a terrible actor. What? He's I think so he good. Is, I think he is this in every movie. Ah, oh, I'm big. Ah, oh, I'm done. Exactly. It's so funny. It's exactly what he's meant to do. I don't think he thinks he's being funny, though. I think he's, I think he, I, I think he takes himself know. very seriously in movies. Okay. I haven't seen a lot of The Rock's films, but I know in The Mummy Returns, he knew that he was not meant to be like serious, serious. Oh, I thought you were talking he was about meant to Tooth be fairy. like campy. I've, <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I don't think that's a horror or that it's I've seen horror. If The Rock was dressed in wings and came to me under my pillow while oh, I was sleeping, I'd be afraid. Because yeah. oh. <laughs> the thing is, I, I, didn't, I, nev- I didn't like The Rock when he was just a wrestler. I was a Stone Cold up, guy. I yeah. really didn't like him. I was um, a Stone Cold guy, man. And then when I watched The Mummy Returns, I was like, huh, okay, he's cool. I like him again now. And then I thought he was funny after that. I'll agree with you with this because I don't think he's a good actor. But. I think The Mummy Returns was the best movie he's ever done. Well, duh. Yeah. Um, but that's not his fault. No. <laughs> no, I mean, I mean that's not pick, because of him. the same shit. It's despite. But, and also, yeah. if you put his pictures up side by side from all the movies he's been in over the last five years, it's like the same outfit, just in different colors. <laughs> he definitely had the most hair in that one. But, I mean, let's be honest. If we're comparing wrestlers as actors, Batista. then unfortunately, then yeah, like Batista the would Rock be the and, best. One... Oh wait, no! I was about to say he hasn't been in any horror films. He was in that um, Knock at the Cabin. Yeah, and yeah, I thought he and, was and unbelievable. And I actually thought he was terrible in that. What? Like I'm, I do think he's a good actor, but I didn't. I I mean, I didn't like that movie very much personally. Um, I get 
why a lot of people do, but I thought his performance in that was so lost. Oh man. He was like, I I didn't feel like he was connecting to it at all. I don't think he even believed the character he was playing to me. And that really took me out of the whole movie. Damn. He, I I was so upset watching him because he is good usually. So here's the thing. I actually, I agree with Anna again on that one, but I think he's grown to be a great actor besides David Batista. Batista Bond. I don't David. think that's his name. Yeah, I, don't like I don't it though. Think <laughs> Why'd you keep that, referring to I don't because I want them to know I know like, who they are. Mr. Undertaker. <laughs> like Undertaker. 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 Um I don't think any wrestler has ever been a good actor outside of wrestling. No, yeah, it, but, yeah, but it's, all, it's all fucking all acting. Awful. But like, like, once they, like, there's. But it's so funny because when they try and get in front of the camera, I'm like, what do you just do what you do there? Exactly. Like, you make me believe it there. And then you have a, ca- like, a film camera in front of your face and you're just like, I'm going to be shit now. The, it's the production team. Please like, don't it's, find it's me and too beat many me up. people with, like, <laughs> film related jobs standing around them. Cause like right. when they're in the ring with the mic in their hand and they're cutting a fucking promo, it's just like them or like they're in like the parking garage and it's just them <laughs> camera guy. Like, Oh, I can scream in this fucking guy's face. Like you're a nobody. Like, and then they give the performance of a goddamn lifetime. But like once they're like, Oh, we're going to pay you eight and a half million dollars and you have to go act. And Jack black is going to be like your little buddy and you got to meet Kevin Hart. Then they're like, I don't know if I can do it, you guys. I'm shy. Remember when Triple H was a vampire? <laughs> <laughs> okay, I haven't seen it, but it was one of the Blade films, right? Yeah, Blade yeah. Trinity. Okay. Yeah, it was Blade Trinity. And yeah. because, wait, is it Blade Hunter Tr- Hearst Helmsley? <laughs> is it Blade Trinity because that's not his real name? No, I know, yeah. but you- his name is Paul. Hi, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> they, they wanted him in the second movie, but he's like, I'm Triple H. I'll be in the third one. <laughs> Call me when this gets big. <laughs> I've only seen a still from that and I just, I can't. Oh my God. You unlocked a memory. I, so, uh, one, I just remember. <laughs> <laughs> why? I killed myself. Again, Ugh. I think it's, a, a, it's another Manchurian candidate thing. Like their, their theme music didn't play, so they can't give their performance right. And like, <laughs> Straight up. Like, if his song went on, Triple H would have stole the show in Blade Trinity. 100%. He would have spit the blood just like he spits the water. <laughs> he would have taken a bite and just... <laughs> That's probably true, actually. I, like, completely unrelated. I remember when Jeff Hardy's pyros went wrong and he kind of, like, set on fire for a second and he couldn't do the rest of his dance. I think it's because he set on fire, not because he was out of the moment. <laughs> no, he was fine. He was just pissed off. And so he just, like, stomped down the to the ring like, oh, fine. Mess up my pyro. Set me on fire. That's a little, I also would be upset if I almost blew up and then had to go wrestle in front of millions of people. Well, I mean, but mostly because I'm not a wrestler. Like if that happened to me, like if someone set me on fire and then went, you got to go wrestle. I'm good, man. Oh, I'm laughing a lot on this episode. It's fucked up. Speaking of people going on fire, did you know that? What have you done? No, no, Kane. So Kane was probably in their most prompt WWE's most prominent film with see no evil. Wait, can I ask something real but quick? I just, yeah. Did he actually get lit on fire? Obviously. Remember when he took his mask off and it was burnt and then the next week he cleaned his face. So I'm, <laughs> I'm learning this in real time right now. I'm starting to think he wasn't burned. <laughs> and I'm not, not embarrassed about this. <laughs> but like respect to Kane that he was here earlier and 
he don't look too great. <laughs> But it's also he was wrestling for fucking 40 years. So, like, you're not going to look awesome. He was also trying to get out of his contract for about 20 of those years. So, you know. Did you know? What? That they made two See No Evils? I didn't is know. Kane in only, both of them? Yeah, Kane is the killer in both. And I only knew about one. But now I'm going to go watch the second what, one. What is it called? See No Evil. Two. Uh, of course it fucking is. <laughs> and Anna, you were saying before that this is the, the first WWE horror movie that they I'm, did? As far as I'm aware, then it's the first horror movie that WWE did as a like a production company for movies. Um, I know that they made a bunch of other WWE movies before that, but I don't watch any of them because... I don't know how many they made because See No Evil came out in 2006, which is way earlier than I remember it coming out. And then apparently the second one came out in 2014, which is <laughs> huh. what the hell? They like, were like, he had a lot of time to rest. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know what we could do? Remember that bad movie we made? And everybody was like, "Yeah, see no evil." And we're like, I got a crazy idea. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great idea, <laughs> especially as Kane was corporate Kane by then. Yeah. Yep. So uh, that's interesting. No, I do love how the WWE and wrestlers have brought the life of horror into the modern day i also love how a lot of the wrestlers lives are are more public and not in a weird way but like <laughs> they they make it more public like Liv morgan i mean she is one of us she loves horror her favorite uh slasher is chucky happens to be mine hi Liv. um Hey, thank you for big, big fan of the show. Um, so much. She sounds just like John, too. <laughs> so much. And they're so prominent in, as figureheads in the world that when they were, what? So it's I true. Know, it's the thought of, I almost said Liv Tyler again. Liv Morgan. <laughs> oh, my God. Liv Morgan as a, a figurehead is interesting. Well, if you think about, like, for the people who love wrestling and love this lifestyle and this genre... For them to take somebody like Liv Morgan, who, thinking as a figurehead, is a laugh for you, but Chucky, the series, when they were making it, they brought her on just because she loved it. Oh, she's on the show. She's yeah. on, they killed... She She they said she was. I still haven't watched it. Like, what, what, what did an, they do to her? On an Instagram <laughs> Live, she was like, I would love... Or in an interview, she was like, I would love to be killed by Chucky. He's my favorite slasher. I don't want to be a main character. I don't want to be in it. Like, just one shot. Just to be killed. What did they do? They they brought her on. She literally had like a Chucky based, a good guy's gall based costume in wrestling for like a month or two Mm -hmm. while promoting it. And uh, yeah, they stabbed her right in the gut and she had her own little segment with Chucky and it was great. But I just love how they're so open about these things now. They being... The wrestlers? wrestlers and WWE gotcha. general. Because Everybody turned to look at me. And back, it was so if scary. If you go back to like the Vince McMahon <laughs> days, you know, before, um, before they broke the fourth wall, and you everybody realized wrestling was fake, and the kayfabe was kind of. Can we not use the word fake? Well, I hate fake, to be that guy, you know, but like fake <sighs> quote. I'm doing air quotes for all of you who can't see me. Um, like the storylines weren't real. That's right. right. I don't mean wrestling itself okay. because it yeah. does not, not the a, act. No, yeah. not the act of it, but but the act. Not the actions, but the oh, actions. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was, That's it was always yes. what I mean when I say yeah. wrestling is Same. fake. Yeah. It is real. It hurts. I probably couldn't do it for I mean, longer I, than I like 15 Owen minutes. I watched die alive on TV as a child. It's traumatizing. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Same. We all did. I get did. worried about it. Um, um, and that happened. Yeah, that, 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 yeah. Was, that was real. It was Unfortunately, on pay-per-view. Unfortunately, yeah. it was horrible and traumatic. And, and I remember sitting in my mom's horrifying. room watching that. Yeah. 
It was pretty bad. I also but, remember sitting in your mom's room watching that. Whew, what'd you guys do? Hey, let's get back to whatever <laughs> yeah. you're saying. <laughs> yeah, back in the Vince McMahon era, like they would have never been allowed to do that. And I think that's where Triple H and Stephanie have done a good job of allowing these wrestlers to build their personas out in the world. And I think it's brought new viewership and an expansion that I don't think we would have had in the nineties and two thousands. And here we are where you have arguably one of the best women's talent right now on the roster who is out and in a horror series. I think that's cool as hell. I was going to, I was going to argue against your point about being the best woman wrestler, but I'm, that's no, I said, well, again, I said, a different well, one of. I said one of, I almost yeah. hit you okay. with a hell yeah, brother, yep. but like it's, it's bad. Cause like, Terry's back. I, <laughs> Terry's back here, here, here to stay Hulkamaniacs. Um, I, <laughs> but like, I, I don't, I was never even like a fucking Hulk Hogan fan, but today oh. in 2023, I say hell yeah, brother a lot. And it's, <laughs> I don't know why the fuck. So Anthony um, has, hasn't grown up on wrestling the, the way that we have. And I've been trying to get him into wrestling more, um, by overwhelming his brain with Royal Rumbles and things like that. And really he latched on to, I say weirdly, amazingly, he latched onto Bray Wyatt almost instantly and went on this deep dive into it. And I'm so grateful for that because having my husband into wrestling is is the best gift I can have. But also Bray was one of the biggest gifts that we had as a wrestler. And I'm not even saying that just because he's gone. Like I was saying this before, because he just brought a whole different level as a person and a wrestler to WWE and I think it almost saved viewership for them having the Wyatt family without a doubt I also think that the biggest thing that he's done is open up the corporate side of wrestling's eyes to actually listen to their wrestlers because I don't know if a lot of people know this he was the brains behind the majority of his characters, the majority of the Wyatt family characters. And of course it was grown upon and adapted through WWE creative, but he brought it to them. And because it did so well, um, they allowed him to continue that run with, you know, the Firefly Funhouse. He created all those characters. And I, you know, I just read I probably about a month ago, like right after he passed away, WWE creative wants to utilize and continue the Firefly Flynn house post, you know, unfortunately after his death in the WWE universe, because they're still Bray's ideas and they want to adapt off of those ideas and they don't want to let his spirit die because it, one, yes, it did very well for WWE. He has so many fans, so many people around the world love him. Like, <clears throat> sorry, I'm getting a little. Of but, course, man. Come on. Um, they were so original and so great that it'd be hard for us to let them go. And I think it's amazing that like Triple H and Stephanie and creative sees that and wants to really allow his legend to live on which I just, I can't get over how amazing that is because he wasn't around for a very long time. And typically WWE only would give that type of freedom to its, you know, their OGs, their, their forevers. And they let him run. And he would have been, man, 
he just, it was amazing. And, you know, talking about like new fans, Bray and the Firefly family, even for someone that's watching a match that they were involved in for the first time, instantly get drawn in because there is a, an interactive element to their, their entrance with everybody in the fucking arenas have their fucking phones out, making the lights. I remember sitting in my living room with all my buddies just like, oh, you know, get the lights, bro. Bring out the phones. Like, just like for the hell of it, just to feel like a little bit a part of it. I'm like, we're hundreds of miles away from where they're wrestling right now. But for like that 30 seconds, like I'm in the arena with all those people just loving, like getting goosebumps, watching them do the slow crawl with the lantern down to the ring and then absolutely silent. And then the pop off when the lantern gets blown out. This is making me really sad. I know. Can I also say like that it just like, and I think for us and people like us, like Undertaker, Kane, Bray Wyatt, and like every so often another one comes along. But I think, you know, for us, it makes it so okay to be weird. Like, and it's so validating, I guess. Well, I think the thing about Bray is that he, he paid homage to all of those weirdos that came before him, but he He's just genuinely himself, no matter the persona. And it's, yeah. I haven't felt the way that I felt about Bray, about Arrestus since Mick Foley, because Mick Foley could be all of these different characters, but he was still Mick Foley. Which he was, and yeah. he knew that he was a great guy who took care of everyone and it didn't matter what persona he had. And Bray is the first other wrestler that you, all you hear is like, he tried to help everyone. And Especially with like the Wyatt family, like he he turned it into kind of a mystery so that it kept everyone <clears throat> kind of wanting to know what the mystery was. And that was such a clever way of keeping people engaged, but it was also a clever way of keeping his family there and like saving their jobs because he knew that the biggest way that you get kicked out of wrestling is when your persona's not working. Yeah. So he knew when to switch it up and he knew to take his take his friends with him. Um yeah, he he was just very special. And you could tell that he he even though he came up with all these different characters to like keep his persona different and entertaining and ongoing, he still kept he kept it spooky the whole time. Even when he was doing like his whole like weird peewee Mr. Rogers type <laughs> shit. He the kept, sweaters, mm, man. Oh, they were great, but he still kept it spooky. And he just, he knew how to put his own twist and mystery on everything. And like, I hate that we, even with like his last days in WWE, he was, he was still starting up this huge build up to another mystery. Um, and obviously it's been revealed now that it was his brother coming back, uh, Bo Dallas. Um, but that that would have been so yeah. cool to see play out, even though everyone kind of knew that it was probably Bo coming back. Um, but also, poor Bo. You said that uh, I thought it was a really beautiful point that these you know wrestlers, these role models, are a, a way to show that it is okay to be weird. And like I see a lot of that, like the overlap between horror fans and wrestling fans is that to a regular person we're weird uh, like any sort of like subculture where you uh, as a former fat kid that was wearing his undertaker shirt 
to fucking school dressed head to toe in black with my leather wristband whose favorite movie was the fucking thing nobody fucking liked me <laughs> uh and i haven't grown much since then but that's what i i love the people that love wrestling love other people that love wrestling the people that love horror love other people that love horror because it's this weird sort of taboo thing for so long that like if you were like the wrestling kid in high school you talk to the other wrestling kids and pretty much nobody else because like it's it's sort of it's it's not a cool thing to like and i'm glad that it's so popular now and like new fans are coming in and old fans are teaching younger generations like hey oh if you if you like this guy like look at these old tapes from forever ago and i'm showing people like movies that I watched when I was a kid that changed my life. I'm showing them wrestling matches that changed my life when I was a kid because I want to be the person that was there for me when I was a sad, lonely little kid yeah. that said like, nobody understands me. And then my friend had an older brother that said, I get you and you're going to like this. And Look at me now. I'm fucking weird. You guys are all wearing black. I'm not anymore. But <laughs> I don't know how this happened. Um, but like, for me, horror is home. Wrestling is home. I'm going to say one little quick cheesy thing, but this podcast is home. And being able to talk about this shit with you guys, like, I'm in my 30s now, and I'm getting emotional talking about big dudes in spandex fighting each other for fun and making fun of each other for hundreds of millions of people on my TV. This is special. Wrestling is special. And it's a spot for fucking everybody. Definitely. I think wrestling, horror, and metal are like the connecting factors of weirdos to have communities. I don't know what the metal community is like here, but in England, it's exactly the same as the horror and wrestling. There's also a lot of that. I didn't bring that up because that's totally the subject for another episode. Oh, which yeah, I would love we're, we're to doing do. this. <laughs> but also, John has done a great episode on this on Scrap Metal Podcast as well. I completely forgot about that until I just said it. Um, I think Bray just said it all best. I'm the color red in the world of black and white. I feel like that's a good place to leave off, guys. Yeah. I mean, I, we could we could talk about this probably for days. Guys, I could talk about how much I love you and I love wrestling forever. But we got a fucking movie to go to. So do you want... <laughs> this is the first time I've ever done this, I think. So for the first time ever on the Hollinsville Cryptcast, a Doza curated fear of the day. You ready for it? No. Yes. Do it anyway. Okay. Hell yeah, brother. <laughs> Harry, get out of here. Dude, we're doing like a thing. God. Oh, sorry, brother. Don't be racist somewhere else. <laughs> Just singing his own theme song. All the- <laughs> it wouldn't surprise me. All right. So your fear of the day is anosophobia. Anosophobia. A uh, country of origin. What? Do- <laughs> I'm going to go with, I don't know. Anosophobia. Um, a fear of a ring? Uh, no. Hmm. Is it fear of spandex? <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. Is it unrelated completely from wrestling? No, actually. Huh. Um, is it a fear of wrestling? <laughs> no. All right. Give it to us. So it is. Well, no, I'm afraid it's not close enough, but it is the fear of criticism or committing a sin. Huh. And so the idea behind me picking this one is being able to go out there alone, essentially, in front of a crowd and do a crazy, crazy thing that may or may not work as a wrestler is terrifying to me 
and I don't like being criticized. And some of these people we talked about tonight, of course, have their critics and horror movie filmmakers have their critics and they are the greatest enemies of the creatives. Uh, so don't let them get you down. Don't have an osteophobia. Yeah, even, we're on don't your even fucking listen side. to us. Yeah, even no, I, listen to me only. <laughs> I'll, I'll champion you if you want to create. If you want to wrestle, I'll fucking. I will be at your show, rough and rowdy, baby. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! <sighs> oh brother! Oh brother! That's real funny. Pro wrestlers versus zombies. That, that movie sucks. <laughs> Yo, I'm so fine with that. Just cutting and going now. Because there's no good wrestling horror movies at all. That's great. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Thank you for tuning in to the Hauntsville Cryptcast. I'm Doza. I'm Anna. And I'm Grim. We'll see you in the ring. Or we'll see you in hell.